0: Well today, um, we're gonna be in Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through three today, talking about this, this idea of running well, running our race well. Uh, every single one of us is in a race called life. Uh, the Apostle Paul and, and, and whoever wrote Hebrews, we're not 100% sure, right? I think the last time I preached, I preached in Hebrews as well, uh, I won't tell you who I think wrote it. We can have that conversation another day. But we don't know for sure who wrote it. But the Apostle Paul in other places and whoever wrote Hebrews, they love to talk about the race, right? They love to talk about running our race. They love to talk about athletic image, imagery for the Christian walk. And, and this, is no, uh, this is no exception this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through three. Every one of us runs a race. Let me ask you this question this morning. How many of us, can think of something that has been going on continuously for give or take a few years, 2,000 years? How many of us can think of something? Now, there's probably a few things that we could think of, right? But let's think for a minute. What movement has lasted this long? Uh, some of our oldest institutions don't even, don't even get close to this. Uh, we think about like Oxford University, which as far as we know is the oldest university in the world, founded in 1096 which that's like crazy to even think about, like almost a thousand years ago. Uh, Oldest university in the world, founded in 1096. The United States of America was founded, I think we all know the answer to that, in 1776, 246 years ago, which seems like such a long time. But what movement has not only lasted 2,000 years, but has also made its way into every continent, uh, into all different kinds of languages, into all different kinds of people. And we know the answer to this today, you will not find any movement that is like Christianity, that is like us, the people of God, uh, God's people. Uh, Now, now that we think about that, think about the millions and millions of Christians who have come before us. So many people that have come before us in this race that we run. You can think about people like St. Patrick, who was a missionary to Ireland, Uh, and contributed so much to Ireland becoming a nation of believers. You have people like the Apostle Paul, who was the greatest missionary to have ever walked the face of the earth. Uh, We we see his story in Acts and, and other places throughout the New Testament. You have people like Lottie Moon, which for us, you know, Baptists, like she's our hero. You know, like Lottie Moon was a, a missionary to China, uh, really big deal uh, in our in our convention and our in our group of churches. Uh, she took the gospel to China, and hundreds and hundreds of Chinese people came to the Lord because of Lottie Moon's work. And not only that, but her legacy continues on every Christmas when we do thing do this Lottie Moon Christmas offering, right? And then you have people like Billy Graham a man who preached to millions and millions of people in person and led hundreds of thousands of people to Christ. And then you have people like us, right? Uh, Ordinary Christians, ordinary people who are running this race to Christ, ordinary Christians from Norman, from Moore, from Oklahoma City, from Blanchard, Newcastle, all different people. Where do we fit in with all of this? In Hebrews chapter 11, the passage that, we, uh, that, we, that you have right before the passage we're in today, uh, a long list of men and women uh, is given uh, in Hebrews chapter 11. A long list of men and women who are, are called in Hebrews chapter 12 verse one, a great cloud of witnesses. Uh, these men and women who are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 are examples for us, right? They're reminders for us of the faithfulness of God of God's grace and of how faith, even the size of a mustard seed, can move, up, can move mountains. Uh, we can look to them, we can look to these people in Hebrews chapter 11, just a small list of the people in the Old Testament. That's uh, not even the entirety of, of what God has done through his word. But you can look at this small list of people and you can see how God worked in their lives. You can see what God did through them. Uh, it lists you know, the name and then it'll say, and they are in this list because of this. They, they accomplished this. God accomplished this through them. But I also think that Hebrews chapter 11 reminds us of something even bigger than just the people that are listed there. Uh, sometimes we can get this idea that David and Moses and Elijah and Rahab and all these people in the Old Testament, they, God did such big things through them and that's the main point of this passage. But the main point is not how great they were. The main point is how great our God is and how great he can be even in our lives. Hebrews 11 reminds us of something that's big that has been going on for thousands of years, that God's people coming together under his name can accomplish so much that we can run our race well. And that's what we're talking about this morning, running our race well. What does that look like? Hebrews 11 reminds us that it looks like our daily life, it's, and Hebrews chapter 12. It's not just for the greatest of the great, right? It's not just for the people who are listed in this great hall of fame, but we are part of such a, such a beautiful picture of who God's people are, and, and it's here today. Uh, this, this right here, uh, Emmaus Baptist Church, is our picture of Hebrews chapter 11, right? We don't see Elijah every day. We don't get to see David. We don't get to talk. We will one of these days. We'll get to be with them in with, God. But this right here, look around. These are the picture of Hebrews chapter 11 for us. Uh, we have in this room a great cloud of witnesses. We have in this room people who have spurred us on in our walk with Christ. And I think that gets us to our first point today, and that's this. We don't run our race alone. We don't run our race alone. While we're not able to talk to these heroes of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11, like we don't get to ask them, what was it like when God moved the sea and, and made a way for you, Moses, and, your, and the people? David, what was it like to go into battle and know that God was with you? We don't get to ask those questions, but you know who we can ask those questions of? Each other. We can look into each other's lives and see that we do not run our race alone. Uh, we can look into our lives and see that other people are running this race well. Not perfectly, not 100%, but they're running well, and they're running it with us. So back to the question of how do we fit into this grand story that is unfolding. I don't have facts or or statistics about this, but I can tell you that ordinary Christians, you, or you, (laughs) me, us, people like us, Ordinary Christians living out their faith have led millions and millions of people to Christ, more than any one man. Billy Graham led a lot of people to Christ, but he doesn't, he, he's got nothing on the body of Christ, right? The body of Christ together, and Billy Graham would know this. He's with, the, with these heroes of the faith now. But he would know that even uh, what he did in his life, what God did through him, compared didn't compare to what what God can do through us, right? through the people of God. That when we run this race together, God can work in our lives in big ways. Uh, I can tell you that ordinary Christians living out their faith in the world are running the most important race that any man and any woman and any child has ever run. The race that God has set before us. The race to be more like Jesus. Now this race is different than other races not only in the fact that we're not running against other people, we're running for other people and with other people, but because we're running side by side, right? We're running right next to each other. We get to rub up against each other in this this race. We get to encourage each other in this race. Uh, The goal is not to be the best, right? It's not for us to say, well, look at me. I'm I'm running this race better than the person sitting there, or they're running this race better than me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not anything. The goal is not to be the best, because none of us will ever be the best. The best is Jesus. He is the goal. He is the prize. He is everything that this race is about. And we just get to do it together and get to be a part of this. And for mothers, for mothers on this special day, on Mother's Day, I think you all know how hard of a race you run as mothers. Um, You have people around you. You can look around this room and you have people in this room who are going through the same thing that you're going through right now. It's not always easy to see because sometimes we like to hide the struggles that we're going through. It's not always easy to, to understand because We can look around and and it can look so, look like everybody has it together, but everybody uh, in this room, all our mothers in this room, know this, you are not alone in the race that you run. There are people here at Emmaus, in the body of Christ, who are running this race with you. If you're new here and you're you're like, I've never, never been a part of Emmaus before, I'm a guest here, let me tell you something, there are people here who wanna run this race with you and you don't have to run it alone. Mothers, it might seem difficult sometimes. It might seem like uh, today is the worst day, or maybe it's the best day, but somebody else is having the best day too, and somebody else is having the worst day too, and they're in this race with you. Some moments might seem impossible, but you are not alone. So before we even get into the specifics of how we run this race, because uh, there, there is a way that we're supposed to run this race toward Christ, toward being more like Jesus, Here's what we have to get straight, that we have to understand. You are not alone. You do not ra- run this race alone. And running this ra- trying to run this race alone will lead to burnout. It will lead to you not feeling like the race is going well. But you do not run it alone. As a Christian, you have teammates, brothers and sisters, who are cheering you on and running with you. And, as Hebrews chapter 11 shows us, not only do we have the people here, but we have the people who have gone before. We have people run, who have run this race already and who have finished the race. Know this, you are not alone. The second thing we see today, if you look in, uh, in Hebrews, chap- so, uh, Hebrews chapter one, uh, you see this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So the second thing we see, not only do we run this race together, but unfortunately there are things that can slow us down. There are things that can make our race more difficult than it already is. The race we run is hindered when we carry the weight of our sin. Our race is hindered when we carry the weight of our sin. While we run the race together, sadly sin can get us behind. It can cause bruises, it can cause breaks, it can cause beatings in our race. And unfortunately many of us, and I think all of us, have probably been through times in this race where we have slowed down to a snail's pace in this race because we have let sin stop us in our tracks, right? We've let sin control uh, the way we run our race. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it isn't the race that slows us down, right? The race is difficult. The race is long. Uh, we run a long race as believers. But it is our own sin that slows us down. If you were running a race next to somebody and, and, and they told you, you have to wear a hundred pound uh, weight and strap it on your back, but they don't have to have anything. That wouldn't seem too fair, would it? Like, I know there's some of these students that would be like, oh, I could still do it, I'd still win. Like, give me 200 pounds, I've got it, you know? But sometimes in our race toward Christ, in our race of life, the Christian walk, we, we, we do just that. We strap it on, we strap the weight on, and, and not like we're trying to or, or wanting the weight, but it j- we just keep it on our back, and we hold on to it. And it would not be fair for us to run our race like that, right? It hinders our race, the sin that clings so closely as um, the author of Hebrews says, that uh, the weight of sin that clings so closely. So let's look at this from two different angles. First off, Christians in the room who are in this race, hear this, don't ever think that running the race means leaving your brothers and sisters in Christ behind. If somebody starts stumbling If somebody has too much weight on their shoulders, whether that's sin or just the weight of life on their shoulders, it is a beautiful thing when we can come to them and help bandage them up and help them to keep running. It's a beautiful thing when people have done that in my life. Like, I've carried around 100 pound weight before. This is not a me telling you, get your weight off. This is, we all have carried this weight We've all allowed sin to be something that we carry in this race with us, or we've, we've allowed the weight of life to, to weigh us down. Hear this. Once again, you are not alone. People are running this race with you, and people are here for you. And I hope that Christians in the room, believers in the room, that when we see others struggling, and we see others slowing down, and we see others Feeling the weight of life, feeling the weight of sin, and allowing that to slow them down. I hope that we can be a part of reinvigorating their walk with Christ. Uh, not to be saying this is how you do it. Do do it this way. Like not to get in there. Not to get get on them about it. But to come alongside them and put a put a hand on their shoulder and say Let's keep going. Put a hand in their back and say Let's keep going. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it home. I remember the song that, uh, that the choir did a few months ago about we're almost home, right? We're almost home, that was such a beautiful song. Uh, we've gotta continue to spur one another on, knowing that uh, we all have weight, we all have things that we carry, but we have to continue to help each other take those weights off. However, as much as one can try to help people run the race, at the end of the day, you can't run a race if you're not willing to run. And you can't run a race very well if you have a couple hundred pounds of junk attached to you. It's just not happening. This is why it's so important for us individually, together we come around people who have this weight, right? Together we we help each other to push through the race, but individually we have to ask the question in our heart, am I carrying weight today? What weight am I carrying today? And, and how do I get rid of it? I, I think sometimes when we carry this weight, whatever it is, we could, there's a thousand things it could be, right? It could be sin. It could be uh, just the weight of life that we can't really necessarily let off our shoulders, but we need help with it, right? But what is the weight that I'm carrying today? and what can I do about it? Well, let me tell you about what Jesus has done about it, because that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, when we ask the question, what can I do about it, we're asking the wrong question, right? When we ask the question, well, how do I get rid of this weight, we're asking the wrong question, because Jesus is the one who has taken care of the weight of sin. If we carry it on our shoulders, it's, it, it's, not gonna, it's not gonna help us, but Jesus has, has, has taken the weight of our sin on the cross and he has cast it into the ditch for us. I remember when I would run, uh, I ran track in high school, and uh, I actually just went for my class reunion a uh, couple, of, couple of weeks, a uh, week ago, and I remember next to the track, they've moved the track since then, but I remember next to the track, there was a huge ditch on the other side of the track, um, lots of trees and stuff like that, and I remember uh, that huge ditch, and when I'm thinking about Jesus taking the weight of our sin off and throwing it in the ditch, that's the view that I have. I remember running track, and I remember thinking, or if I, if I think right now, if I had a big weight on my shoulder while I was running, and Jesus is taking it off and throwing it into the ditch, that's the ditch he'd be throwing it into. That's, that's the ditch, that, it, and it's deep. Like that, that, that ditch is, you don't wanna go down in that ditch. You know what I'm saying? But Jesus takes our sin, the weight of our sin, and he just tosses it away, right? As far as the east is from the west. He tossed, I see it as that ditch uh, that, I, that I ran next to in high school. So let's talk about that. What do we do about it? Wrong question, what has he done about it? And that gets us to our third point. The race we run is advanced. It is advanced and run well by looking to Christ. So earlier we said it would not be fair for one of us to have a hundred pound weight strapped on our back in a race and for the other person to not have to carry that weight. In, 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 a, in, the, in the race, if you're on the track and somebody has to carry a, a weight, it's not right and if the other person doesn't have to, right? But the problem is, here's the problem that we all have. It's easy for us to say, okay, I, I get it. The weight... We need to throw it, we need to let Jesus throw it off. But the problem we have is that, without Christ, we've all got 100 pound weight strapped to our back. We've all got 100 pound weight on us when we're running this race. It's still a problem. But what if somebody tried to come into the race with you, walk beside you, because if you got 100 pound weight, 200 pound weight, you're probably not running very fast. But somebody comes up and walks beside you, and they take that weight off your shoulders, but you refuse. That it wouldn't make sense, right? For us to to be running the race, and somebody's coming into the race with us and says, let me get that weight off your shoulders. And we, and, and, and we say, no, nah, I can do it. Like, I'm still going to win this race. Kind of like, you know, th- that macho mentality. I got it, don't worry about me. You Do your thing, let me run, right? It, w- it wouldn't make sense. So at that point, you've made a decision to carry the weight with you in that race. And yet Jesus has done exactly what we just said. He's come into the race with us, he's come beside us in the race, and he has pulled the weight of sin off our shoulders and thrown it into the ditch where it belongs, into that big ditch next to the track at Noble High School. He's thrown it into the ditch, he's gotten rid of it as far as the east is from the west. Why should we go back into the ditch to strap the weights back on? And yet every one of us struggles with just that. This is not uh, something that you're in the room and you're thinking, man, I'm the only one that struggles with this. Every one of us struggles with just that, strapping the weight back on our shoulders. You are not alone in that today. It's a daily thing that we've got to do. Every day we've got to look up, we've got to look up from the race and look at Jesus. Look to Christ and ask him, could you help me get these weights off again? Jesus, could you help me get these weights off today? Because we have to, as, as, uh, as Jesus says, we've gotta die to ourselves, right? We've gotta look up at him and ask him, please help me today to run this race well. And Jesus is always standing right there, ready to help you cast aside the weight, and cast aside the sin, and cast aside the things that are clinging so closely to you, so that you can run with endurance the race that is set before you. In verse two it says, let us, or verse one, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to who? Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of God. Jesus ran his race well. He ran it perfectly. He is the best runner of all time. People in track, I don't know if, I don't know if Jesus would beat you in track, but I can tell you he, he beat us all in the race of life. He did it, and he did it perfectly. Perfectly, to the T. Dotted the I's, crossed the T's, everything. Exactly as it should be. And Jesus is always standing right there with us, right there beside us, ready to help us cast that weight away, ready for us to come to him, to look, at, he's right there, and just say, Jesus, can you help me get these, this weight off again today? And to run the race with endurance. So if the goal is running the race well, which I think every one of us, when we think about life and thinking, think about following the Lord and think about our walk with Christ, when we think about that, every one of us wants to do it well. We want to to be more like Jesus, right? We want to look to him and be more like him. Uh, I don't think there's anyone who who is a believer who doesn't want that. Um, But when 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 we think about what the Apostle Paul says about our desires, right? Sometimes I do what I don't want to do. Sometimes I don't do what I do want to do. And can we all just empathize with Paul in that moment of not being able to do the things that we want to do and always doing the things that we don't want to do, right? Yeah, we have good intentions, we wanna wanna run this race well, and every day it's not run as well as we want it to be run. And let me say this, it's okay. You wanna know why it's okay? Because who do we look to? Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith. Cody is not the the founder and perfecter of Cody's faith. There's no way I can be the perfecter of my faith, right? But Jesus has founded it and he has perfected it and he has run it perfectly. And because of that, I can look up to him and I can say I may not run this race perfectly today, but I'm gonna look at Jesus and I'm gonna see what he's done for me and what he's doing in my life today, and I'm gonna say, let's go Jesus, right? Not every day, some days I wake up and I just, eh, it's, it's another day, you know? But I wanna keep looking to Jesus, and I wanna keep following Jesus, because I can't perfect my faith. You can't perfect your faith. Jesus is the one who did it perfectly, and he's gonna walk right alongside you this whole time. So if we're looking at Jesus and we're seeing that he is the one who ran this race so well and he did it perfectly, uh, what is it about Jesus? What is it that he did that, that, that meant that he founded and perfected our faith? You look in verses 2 and 3 uh, at the end of 2. Uh, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he's seated at the right hand of God. So the first thing we see is this, and, and we talked about it today in, in this song that the kids sang, Jesus Strong and Kind, that he took our sin on the cross, that, that when we are lost, he will come to us, he came to us, and he made a way for us to have faith in him, and to follow him, and to even have the ability to run this race, not because of what we did, but because he took the cross for us. He was here with us. And then secondly, uh, we see that Jesus is our example, So he made it possible for us to run the race by by taking on the cross, but he is also our example. In verse three, you can see this. It says, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Look to Jesus. See what he has done for you, and see the example he's given you. And in the midst of difficulty, He didn't give up, he kept pushing forward. We can follow him today. If you're in this room today and you're like, hey, I'm hearing all this, I don't know what you mean by following Jesus, I don't know uh, what it means to put my faith in Jesus, let me tell you, uh, we're gonna be around here at the end of the service, I I want you to come talk to us. And come, Let's let's talk about it, let's talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus, what it looks like to, 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 to live our lives for him, to run our race with him, knowing this, that we run it together, that we run that race together. Be encouraged today, mothers be encouraged that there are other mothers in this race with you, believers be encouraged that there are other believers in this race with you, and that we run together, we link arms, we pick each other up when we're down, we, pick, we, we patch each other up when we're bruised, and that at the end of the day, Jesus is right there, and we can look to him, and we can say, Jesus, continue, today to help me get this weight off. Let's pray. God, uh, we thank you so much for what you're doing in our, uh, in our hearts as believers that, that every day um, when we wake up, even though we can't do it perfectly, even though we're gonna mess up and we're gonna fall down again and sometimes we're gonna put that weight back on our shoulders, God, I, I thank you so much that we can look up during the race, and we can see Jesus, and we can see that he loves us, that he took the cross for our sin, that he lived perfectly and ran this race well. And God, we can look at him, and we can say, Jesus, help me get this weight off today. God, I thank you that we don't have to do it alone. I thank you that we we can even help each other to overcome uh, the sin in our lives, that we can encourage one another, that we can pick each other up when we fall. And Father, we thank you so much for this, in Jesus' name. Amen.